The Capitol CCTV footage has been released and the new J6 investigations are revealing information we've never had before. In a landslide victory, Donald Trump won all but one county in the Iowa caucus. And the World Economic Forum has given a sobering warning in case Trump does win the 2024 presidential election. It's got us asking the question, what if Trump wins? All this and more today on The End Time Show. Welcome to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. Doug, we've got a lot to cover today, a lot to talk about. Yes, of course, uh, the overlords at Facebook and YouTube and all those places uh, were posing the question, what if Trump wins? They don't like that kind of talk. In fact, we've been censored before uh, just by saying that Trump was right when he was running uh, the first time around and he was right about something that he said he would do. So we did a show on it called Trump Was Right. Actually, Irvin Baxter did it. And of course, they deleted the video from uh, their platform. So we know that they don't like subjects like this. They don't like us when we title things like that. So what if Trump wins is the question that we're asking. I think there'll be an interesting spin for most of you out there on this particular subject, but we're gonna look at that today. We need your help. Share the video, heart the video, comment as much as you can. Uh, we'd love to see a thousand comments, a thousand shares. That would be incredible and help us get the word out so much. Uh, so thank you in advance for helping us out in that way. What if Trump wins? That's the question we're asking today. We're looking at a number of different scenarios related to it. Before we do, I want to remind you uh, that First Cup Coffee is a Christian-owned Patriot coffee company out of the great state of Texas. They've got 11 different roasts, each one named after a specific piece of American history. I would love for them to come out with The Revelator. <laughs> For, in honor of end time, start your day with revelation. Uh, you can get one of their roasts, ground, whole bean, or even pods for your Keurig machine. And you're not going to find that revelator version yet. But uh, ditch the grocery store coffee that's been sitting there for up to two years. Go to firstcup.com, use code end time to get 10% off. If you subscribe, they'll actually give you another 10% off. So go to firstcup.com, use code end time today to get 10% off. All right, Doug, what if Trump wins? Well, you know, Vince, I know that that just the title may turn some of our listeners off. There may be people True. that are like, I don't even want to watch this program because of what they're talking about. But but really, I think if they hang in with us, they'll see how this ties into Bible prophecy, which makes it, uh, you know, right in line with what we talk about all the time. Because uh, there's some things going on. Uh, we're going to try to uncover some of it, try to help people see it. If, if they haven't seen it already, uh, but there's some... There's some footage, like you said, coming from January 6th that proves some things that have happened as at least partly false. Uh, so we're going to look at some of that, see how that's affected some lives of some folks. And we're going to just kind of bring it down and show you uh, what's going on with Trump and, and what they're trying to do. And it all ties in. So January 6th ties into Trump. All this ties in. And I think by the end of the program that people are going to see that this is part of a global agenda. Do you so. still love Jesus? Absolutely. Because so we get much. accused of loving Trump more than Jesus, and we're yeah, going to bring this subject true. up. And so we know we're going to get flack about Trump over Jesus, which right. is not us. We are Jesus over Trump all day long. Yeah. Just want to make sure Absolutely. we say it up front. Yeah. You know, Doug, this show used to be called Politics and Religion. Yes, it did. We talk about the two things you're not supposed to, politics and religion. Yep. 
you've heard that intro if you've listened to this show for if you're one of the OGs you know all about that but um, <laughs> we are gonna always talk about politics and religion yeah how's the saying go Doug I, I've already forgotten it because I don't have it uh, uh, ingrained in my head enough believe it or not right uh, politics determines how we live here on earth Religion determines how we'll live forever. That was the opening line that Irvin used to say. Right. I'm Irvin Baxter. I think it's time we talk about it. Well, Absolutely. we've been talking about that for a long time. So all of this, of course, is going to connect back into Bible prophecy. So what if Trump wins? Let's look at some of these subjects that are so alarming and will help us see what, what happens if he wins or even loses. Right. And even here directly from the World Economic Forum, which I think will surprise a lot of people what they've said, because uh, they're nervous about Trump winning. Yes, they are. So is Trump the Antichrist? Let's start there because people <laughs> will say that too. Right. And if the World Economic Forum is scared of that Trump would win and they don't want it to happen, that leads me to believe they don't think he's the Antichrist. Right. Yeah, Trump is not the Antichrist. We can prove that biblically, so I won't go into it today. But we, we have talked about it before, and Trump is not the Antichrist. Um, but, you know, I mean, he's also, like you said, not the Christ. So, you know, we do not worship Trump. We just want to show you some things that have been uncovered, some things that are happening. And it, and it starts off, Vince, with what's happened with the January 6th uh, video release and, and the public being given uh, the access to the footage that the Democratic Party and uh, even some Republicans did not want uh, us to see. They, they only wanted certain things shown. They wanted to control that narrative, and they didn't want to release all of that. Well, we're not only going to talk about some of that today and give you uh, some great footage there, but we're also going to give you another source where you can go and kind of see some things from a different perspective as well, and then we'll just let you uh, make your own mind up about that. Uh, but the first story, Vince, is the one that's very uh, interesting because this is, comes from very high up. This is... Um, well, first of all, let me just say, because of Mike Johnson, our new Speaker of the House, we've been able to access the videos. And now, as they've done this, they've been able to go back and look at some things and prove some of the things that were talked about in the January 6th trial were not true. And so... Uh, so this, stick with us. We're going to connect it back in, show you how Bible prophecy relates. Stick yeah, with absolutely. Us. Uh, but we've got a lot to go through today, so we'll try to get through it all and, and show you that. But Nancy Pelosi's security um, detail, his, uh, his name is David Lazarus. He uh, possibly, I'm, I'm going to say possibly, I'll let you kind of decide as we show you this, but uh, he perjured himself on the stand uh, in the trial against the Oath Keepers. Has so, he been arrested for that? He has not been arrested for that. Now, yeah. now that's illegal, right? Right, that is illegal. Especially, you would normally be arrested. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, perjury is a big deal, especially in a federal case like this. But so. Nancy Pelosi's security detail has not been arrested. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So we have some footage that uh, we got from uh, an interview with, um, with Glenn Beck. So this comes from his program and they kind of gave us some we've gone through there and we've kind of spliced it up so we can make it shorter so you can kind of see some of this and whenever you're ready I'm ready to look at that first video another big win for our DOJ prosecutors the biggest sedition trial in America in 80 years the highest profile trial to date related to the January 6th attack the Justice Department has rested its case in the seditious conspiracy trial against Oath Keepers founder Stuart Rhodes and four of his associates the story of David Lazarus on January 6th is very simple. Lawyers for Stuart Rhodes and four other members of the Oath Keepers on trial have suggested that the group helped Officer Harry Dunn. 
Dunn just took the stand and said flat out, quote, they didn't. Sentenced to four years in prison. Sentenced to eight and a half years in prison. Sentenced to 12 years in prison. Sentenced to 18 years in prison. His story that day is he was assisting the evacuation of the Senate at the time that the incident between Officer Harry Dunn and the Oath Keepers began. Just outside of the rotunda, there was Harry Dunn. He's a Capitol Police officer. He was freaking out. I mean, he was screaming. The Oath Keepers lined up between him and the more agitated protesters and assisted him in keeping them off of him. Don rejected the defense's argument that members of the militia protected him. I don't conflate my story. He had two separate FBI interviews which were in conflict with one another. In the first FBI interview, he actually gave a favorable story about his encounter with the four Oath Keepers. And he stood in front of Harry Dunn for almost six minutes. After he was brought in for his second FBI interview, he changed that story. He was fighting back insurrection across the Capitol while being called the vilest racist names. So what they did is they brought in another officer, special agent David Lazarus, to kind of bolster that story and give it more credibility by saying that when he arrived at the top of those stairs, that he saw Dunn standing at the top of the stairs being hassled by these Oath Keepers. At the time the Harry Dunn Oath Keepers encounter began, he was not in the same building. Okay, so Vince, we've got this David Lazarus who now came in and um, testified saying that he saw the Oath Keepers there and they were harassing Officer Harry Dunn. You heard what was said there. Dunn, the first time he talked about the testimony, he talked about them in a favorable light. Then he came back and he, and he said something different. So to help corroborate that story, they brought Lazarus in who says he was there and saw the confrontation. And it was a vicious confrontation like you saw Biden talk about as he's given him an award, uh, a hero award for that day. So we, we have... This evidence now that we see because of the footage that was released, Lazarus was not even in the area when the conflict had started. As we go down through this, we're going to look at two other videos and we're going to see where he was with timestamps and it proves where Lazarus was at the time. It also gives us pictures of what backs up what the Oath Keepers were saying there too. So Now Doug, when this happened, January 6th, Biden had already won the election. Mm -hmm. And so, so they didn't want the footage to be released, right. obviously. And now that it's being released, we're learning things that we didn't know before, which makes me question, like, why they would even try to do this. Are we going to uncover that while we're talking today? Yeah, we are going to go down through there and talk about it. It's going to... So um, why would they try to hide the information that we're now seeing from the J6 footage? Yeah. Uh, it, okay, so we may not talk about why they're trying to hide that. Other, I think it's going to be apparent as we move down through here, and you're going to see. But the thing is, is why do they want to lie about it so bad and put themselves in a, in a perjury situation? And, of course, we, we've seen over and over that 
one side of this can do anything they want to do and pretty much get away with it. But the other side, everything they do is under a microscope and they're attacked by the media and all kinds of different things happen. So the, the thing is, is as we move through this, and we'll, we'll look at another video clip when you're ready to do that, but uh, as we move through this, we'll get a little bit more evidence of what's going on. You'll see a little bit more, and by the end of this, you'll kind of understand that it does look like he indeed perjured himself in this situation. And it's a serious thing, Vince, because some of these people are in jail for 18 years. They've been sentenced for 18 years because of this incident. And it proves that what was said happened didn't really happen. Well, so. before we get to that clip, Doug, I do want to say uh, I, w I would love to hear everyone, your perspective out there. Why do you think they didn't want to see that footage? Let's see your answer in the comments. Um, why is it taking so long to release? Love to hear your perspective on that. Let's get to the next clip, Doug. Okay, Ready? let's look at it. Lazarus was just not there. He could not have seen, he could not have witnessed what was taking place because Lazarus was in another Senate office building across the street from Constitution Avenue. So we were able to track Lazarus on the Capitol CCTV cameras. Lazarus can be seen moving away from the Capitol building through a lower tunnel at 2.37.59 p.m. Lazarus continues moving toward the Senate office buildings at 2.41.49 p.m. During Officer Lazarus's October 31st trial testimony, he stated that he began his return to the Capitol building after hearing shots fired over Capitol Police radio. Shots fired. They were shots fired. That occurred at 2.43 p.m. 14.43 hours. Here, Lazarus can be seen moving back toward the Capitol at 2.45 p.m. Dunn's encounter with the Oath Keepers began at 2.44 and lasted roughly between five and six minutes. Here, Lazarus finally emerges from the tunnel back to the Senate side of the Capitol building at 2.48. Dunn falsely testified that Lazarus was already at the location where he encountered the Oath Keepers before he arrived. But Lazarus can be seen at the top of the elevator leading up from the tunnel at 2.48 p.m. on the Senate side of the Capitol, over four minutes after Dunn encountered the Oath Keepers on the House side. I don't conflate my story. Lazarus then continued to move through a lower level of the Capitol on the Senate side of the building at 2.49 p.m. Dunn's encounter with the Oath Keepers is almost over by now. But Lazarus testified that he saw Dunn in an antagonistic conversation with the Oath Keepers three or four times. The Capitol Police officer who just took the stand in the Oath Keepers trial blew a hole in one of the defense's theories. Starting to restore my faith in the Justice Department. Finally, they're charging people with the sedition we saw with our own eyes on live TV. Lazarus can still be seen in the Senate side of the building at 2.50 p.m. At 2.52 p.m., Lazarus can be seen continuing his progression toward the house side of the Capitol. The four Oath Keepers are no longer standing a line between Officer Dunn and those contentious protesters as they had moved into the rotunda and began heading toward the east doors to exit the building. So Vince, by the time he even got to the Capitol, they were on their way out of the Capitol. They were getting ready to exit the building. But he claims under oath that he saw this three or four different accounts of this happen. So the article that goes along with this footage says that he's lying. They say in the article, they believe he's lying. Um, like I said, people can make up their own uh, 
you know, what they get out of that, it, make up their own mind about it. But here we have timestamps. We're showing you the footage. We're letting you see if they are lying. The question is, why are they lying? And so, like I said, as we go through this, we'll kind of uncover that. And I well, think. We'll and I would ask what else understand. they're lying about. That's yeah. what a typically what I would typically go to for anything connected to that. And, yeah. you know, Doug, one thing that we always do again is, is we're going to refer to the spiritual things as well, the religious side of things. And, you know, Dave with his new lesson, The Four Horsemen in World War III, uh, he highlights what's happening in the spirit realm and what's coming according to Bible prophecy. And so this weekend he'll actually be talking about that in Winsboro, Louisiana. He's, he's teaching on, um, excuse me, The Green Horsemen, and World War III at 10.30 a.m. And then he's gonna be talking about breaking prophecy news at 6 p.m. So two events in one day. If you're in the Winsboro, um, <laughs> Louisiana area, make plans to join Dave and Janet Robbins this weekend. You can go to endtime.com slash events to learn more about the specific details around the conference happening. Uh, of course, they would love for you to come out, get to meet them. I've said it many times, Dave and Janet, they don't come in uh, late in the back door or um, they're not leaving early. You, there's, there's not this VIP thing going on where they're hiding from people and don't want to talk to you. They would love to meet you. They would love to talk with you while you're there. And of course, they'll be around before and after the conference to do just that. So go to endtime.com slash events or give us a call at 800 endtime to learn more about the conference that's coming up this weekend in Winsboro, Louisiana. Also absolutely free. Free, 100% free, no registration required. First come, first serve on the seating. So you could sit front and center if you'd like, if you get there early enough. Yeah, good deal. All right, so All what right. else would the government be lying to us about, Doug? <laughs> Do we have more clips on that? Uh, yeah, well, we got more clips on this. You want to watch that now? Sure. Okay, let's see this last clip. At 2.56 p.m., Lazarus is still one floor below and is still not arrived at the staircase where he claimed to have seen Dunn's encounter with the four Oath Keepers. By this time, those Oath Keepers had already left the rotunda and are about to exit the east doors. Finally, at 2.56, Lazarus can be seen reaching the bottom of the staircase, at the top of which he claimed to have witnessed Dunn's very antagonistic interaction with four Oath Keepers three or four times while rescuing 11 or 12 of Pelosi's staff from their offices. The problem with that is it just never happened. He was then shown in court a video clip of four Oath Keepers standing in front of Dunn. Lazarus was asked, are these the individuals you observed? He said, yes, that's the ones that I saw Harry Dunn with. Except that he couldn't have because he was in another building a quarter of a mile away. These are videos that were never released to the defense attorneys. This see. is our government not getting it wrong. No. This is our government setting American citizens up, withholding evidence that's exculpatory, sentencing them to long sentences. This is as bad as it gets. It clearly was important to prosecutors. They wanted to set an example. This should rock the Capitol Police. We received messages from our sources at the DOJ in Washington that they were quote unquote terrified of this story. Additionally, I have a screenshot of an internal email passed between Capitol Police leadership. They were concerned about the traction that that story was getting. 
it's something for us to keep an eye on and see if it develops or not. Now, this is interesting about the Capitol Police, that they're more worried about the traction of their story than they are worried about the lie that their special agent told on the stand in the Oath Keepers trial. As we continue the process of peeling back the layers on this particular story, we're going to find evidence of who set this up and who put those two officers on the stand because I don't believe for a moment that Harry Dunn and David Lazarus got together in the middle of that staircase that day on January 6th and hatched this story. Okay, so Vince, we've got this January 6th thing and, and they're showing the footage, they're showing us what happened there. There's a lot of other stories that went along with January 6th, but the main reason I believe that they're doing this, and we know that they are trying to remove Trump's name from the ballot. They don't even want Trump's name on the ballot. So Colorado's tried this, Massachusetts tried it, and now uh, even New York wants to do it, Maine wants to do it, and Illinois wants to do it. So these Democratic-controlled states, they're all trying to remove Trump's uh, name from the ballot for January 6th when Trump hasn't even been charged with anything for this insurrection that they're trying to say that he caused, okay? Now, this is the part where I wanna throw in another place for people to look because it's important, I think, that we get this. Now, you'll have to, if you actually go here and, and view this, there is a video and there's a couple, I, I think it may be three parts, but they're an hour long each, but it's everything wrong with the Capitol riots in 889 angles and it's on YouTube and you can look it up, look up that title and there's different parts to it, but they're showing you raw camera footage from people's cell phones and uh, video that people took on January 6th and they put it all together to show you what was really going with on. With timestamps. With timestamps. Mm -hmm. Showing you that a lot of things that were happening at the Capitol were happening while Trump was giving his speech and before anybody ever left the speech to head to the Capitol. And they give you timestamps on this and they show you uh, different footage for you to decide. So I'm gonna tell you before you go there, if you go there, it's everything wrong with Capitol riots in 889 angles and it's on YouTube. But be warned that there is a lot of foul language because this is raw camera footage from people's cell phones and also the commentator gives some colorful commentation there. So. Uh, we're not telling you as a Christian organization, this is a great film. We're telling you to get evidence of what's happened and, and some other perspectives. Uh, now remember, because they didn't want any footage released of this. I mean, Tucker Carlson even, I believe, lost his job on Fox News because he released some January 6th information. And, um, and Chuck Schumer stood in the Senate floor and demanded that Fox News do something about it. And, on, on Monday of the next week, he was fired from Fox. So uh, just remember those things as we move on today. But remember, they're using January 6th events to, to try to get Trump erased from the ballots. And who do you mean by there? You said they're using January 6th. Well, I mean, we could look at it and just say it's the Democratic Party, the, the you know, the, um, the left, what people refer to or the establishment or however anybody wants to talk about it. But the, the thing is, is the opponents of Trump. So, is it really just the Democratic Party, though? Well, you know, there's people that they call rhinos in the Republican Party as well that 
you know, I won't mention names, but we know who they are because we hear their names all the time in the media. But uh, there are Republicans who also were trying to withhold this from being uh, released. And, and now it has been. So now there's people being able to break this stuff down and investigate it the way it should have been done. But you heard that the, uh, the defense attorneys of the people that were on trial didn't even get this kind of footage. They didn't get any footage like that. So they had not any kind of evidence that they could bring forth in court. And it was like a one-sided, trying to play a one-sided game, you know, with, with it rigged. So anyway, I'm just saying that's what it appears to be when we see the truth. I'm not saying that that's what I'm saying. So y'all don't get mad at me. I'm just <coughs> telling you. You're not saying that that's not what you're saying. What? No, I'm saying, <laughs> yeah, that didn't sound right, did it? I'm not saying that I am believing that this was a rigged situation. At this point, I don't know. There's not enough evidence for me to see. There were some things that were suspicious that have me second-guessing this a lot. So I'm leaving that to everybody to make their own conscious decision. You go and look and see what you think. Um, but there is a lot of compelling evidence out there that January 6th was something bigger than what we see from our media. And I would recommend, uh, and I think you'll agree, that it's really bigger than one party. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's just the Democrats or rhinos, and I know you feel that way as well, but there's globalists right. all around the world, these elites that are imposing this um, ideology that there are Democrats and Republicans who have tied on to that, yeah. and they are doing everything they can to advance that, and Trump appears to be standing up against those ideas in that ways, mm -hmm. that way, and uh, that's a big part of what appears to be happening here with this. Yeah. And you know, those globalists—they're the same ones who want you to eat 3D printed steaks and burgers made from cricket powder, which I know is not on the menu for you, Doug. Right. By the way, you got some birthday presents. Yeah. If you didn't know, you missed Doug's birthday by a few days, so <laughs> be sure to yeah. let him know if you missed oh, it. Oh my goodness! You please. got a shirt. We got a branding iron. That yeah. We can yeah, put. I got some great gifts. Klaus Schwab's name on and branded in your steak. Yeah. There's and, also people, and folks, please don't send me gifts. You don't have to send me gifts. But the branding iron is really cool. It so is cool. that is pretty neat. We can brand a little message to Klaus Schwab when we make steaks. He does love it when you say happy birthday in the comments, though I will say <laughs> that. But uh, nonetheless, those globalists, they are the ones that want you to eat those cricket burgers. Uh, but our friends at Backyard Butchers are saying no thank you to that idea. They're delivering American raised and harvested meat from right here in American backyards to dinner tables across our nation. You can go to backyardbutchers.com and save an extra 20% off your entire order by using the code ENDTIME. With over a half a million happy customers, I'll make sure your orders are delivered right on time every single month. Go to backyardbutchers.com slash ENDTIME. Make Klaus Schwab shudder as he thinks about it and buy American meat today and get 20% off your entire order. All right, right, Doug, we're coming up on a break here and I wanna remind everybody, we're talking about this J6 investigation. We're talking about Trump and what if he wins, what that could mean, not only for the United States, but for the world. Right. And we're gonna show people on the other side of the break how this globalist agenda actually ties into all that. Is that fair? Yep, absolutely. All right, so how do you what do you say going into this break to everybody who's been watching so far that's going to say you're just Trump worshipers and all this stuff? <laughs> well, Vince, I mean, one of the things that we've seen so far are things that we know are biblical that Trump has worked on in the past. We've seen it with the Abraham Accord. We've seen it with him taking us out of the Paris Climate Agreement. Things that appear to be moving us out of world government, trying to work on peace in Israel. We're seeing things that appear to be uh, revelation related, I'll say, but it's prophecy related for sure. 
So uh, having said that, we'll cover more when we get back from the break. A voice spoke to me and said, I've got something I want to show you. I was so sure God had talked to me. And I was stunned by what I saw. A direct fulfillment of this over 2,500-year-old prophecy. The United States will stand with Israel. Why haven't I ever seen this before? One-third of humanity will die. What do these beasts symbolize? The lion, the bear, the leopard. The combined beast from Revelation 13 represents the end-time government of the Antichrist. Now streaming on Endtime Plus and available to order at endtime.com slash UET. Go to endtime.com slash UET or call 800 Endtime. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the Endtime Show's TV and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning Endtime prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com slash events to see when Dave will be in a location near you. Welcome back to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. What if Trump wins? That's what we're looking at today. We've looked at January 6th footage and some details around that. And now we're going to talk about the globalist agenda and how things tie into that and in relation to what if Trump does actually win and what that means for the United States and even that globalist agenda. And we'll hear directly from the World Economic Forum on what they think will happen if Trump wins. So stay tuned. Um, we need your help sharing the video. We need your help commenting. Um, of course, I said if you missed Doug's birthday, you can say happy birthday to him. But also comment, what do you think about uh, what if Trump would win or why they didn't want the J6 footage released? Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts on all the things. So uh, let us know in the comments before we move forward on these uh, stories about um, what if Trump wins and the global agenda. I do want to remind you that we're heading into a presidential election. Of course, you all know that 2024 will certainly prove to be a turbulent year. You already see the impacts of inflation at the pump or the grocery store. The dollar continues to lose buying power quicker than wages can increase. So how are you protecting your savings from globalist policies being implemented around the world? Consider diversifying with gold from Birch Gold Group. For decades, gold's been the choice of investors and central banks to hedge against inflation, but it's not just for the big person. People like you and me can now own in a tax-sheltered IRA with the help of Birch Gold. Just visit birchgold.com slash endtime and Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on gold so you can make the best decision for you and your family. They'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. And the best part is, is you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. So go to birchgold.com slash endtime today to claim your free info kit on gold. All right, Doug, what is next for this uh, conversation about what if Trump wins? I saw he won by a landslide in Iowa. Right. So that's a that's a big part of this, Vince, because this is now they see he's going to clearly be the front runner of the Republican Party. And so now there's there's panic and you're beginning to see some of the panic. I saw some articles today that came from uh, Newsweek and some other places uh, that we'll we'll talk about some of that today. But 
there's some panic going on and you can definitely tell by the headlines that they're putting out there but this one particular uh, Iowa caucus is is a big deal because Trump won it like you said by a landslide in every single county but one yeah, and the crazy thing about that, so so talking about that, because he claimed 50% of, of the vote, really over 50% of the vote, and uh, one of the things that happened, like you said, only one county was not um, won by Trump. The weird thing about that one county is that they ran out of party switch forms on the caucus night. So you've got Democratic people who are swapping parties all of a sudden and voting, that night to try to get Nikki Haley's numbers up higher to try to keep Trump from winning the entire state there. And that's what this article that came out of the Gateway Pundit tells us about. Well, that, and, and the one that he lost, he lost by one vote, which is also very interesting. Yeah, it's, it's really kind of crazy, but you see how they're trying to stop this. And it's interesting because it says they had 50 forms for people who wanted to register tonight or switch their party registration and they ran out of the forms and they had to get somebody to go and make copies so that they had enough for the people who were wanting to do this. So it sounds strange to me that they're doing that and almost sounds like that might be a little bit of interference going on there, but hey, that's uh, just kind of my personal opinion there. It's a, a weird thing, but you've got, um, so you have, CNN and MSNBC, I guess it is, um, anyway, breaking these things down. And, and I saw several different uh, things, but these particular videos we're going to share now, I want you all to see this because I want you to see who they're talking about and why they're saying Trump won and why it's dangerous for our country. Okay. So let's look at that. But, you know, I feel like the important sort of data point and, and you know, Steve talks about it a lot. He's, he's going to probably talk about it a little more tonight is that these, these are white Christians, that this is a state that is overrepresented, overrepresented by white Christians that are going to participate in these tonight. caucuses, yes. especially tonight. Um, I today earlier today reached out to Robert Jones, Robbie Jones um, from the Public Religion Research Institute, knowing that we were going to talk about Iowa. And this is a hyper evangelical st white state. And and he said the following to me, Iowa is about 61% white Christian. The country as a whole is approximately 41% white Christian. And in Iowa, we're talking about evangelical white Christians. And he said the following, because I asked him, what do they get out of supporting Donald Trump? Because he keeps losing, he keeps delivering losses and losses and losses. And he said the following, they see themselves as the rightful inheritors of this country. And Trump has promised to give it yeah. back to them. All the things that we think about, about electability, about, you know, what are people gaming out or mm -hmm. none of that matters when you believe that God has given you this country, that it is yours and that everyone who is not a white conservative Christian is a is a fraudulent American, is a less, a less, a less real American, then you don't care about electability. <laughs> Doug, you and I are both white for those that listen on the radio and <laughs> yes, don't know that. We are. I don't know that we're qualified, according to uh, uh, political correctness, to even comment any further. Well, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to comment. And <laughs> the thing is, I had somebody tell me the other day, they sent me an email and they told me they, they loved my facial expressions because they can tell when things irritate me. So if you're watching right now, I'm sure you can tell that irritates me a little bit. Uh, more than a little bit, really, because you hear what they're saying. It's like, okay, well, let's turn the world against white Christians. 
That's what she wants to do now because Trump won Iowa. They're blaming it on uh, what they want to say, white supremacy, that white Christians feel like they own this country. And if you're not a white person, then you're not part of this country, that God gave us this country. That is a lie from the devil. That's a lie straight from the pits of you know where. So the, the thing is, folks, that's not true at all. I mean, I believe the reason why Trump has so many Christian supporters is because people see what he's saying is biblical. The things that he's doing are in prophecy. It's because of programs like this where they've tried to censor us before because we're trying to help people understand what's really going on here. But you can see that they, I mean, she's taking that and she's running with that and trying to turn the viewers of that program against white Christian people. And I, they even said, they gave a, a number that, you know, for the percentage of Christians in the United States. They always try to say that the United States is not a Christian nation anymore. You know, Barack Obama said that, that we're no longer a Christian nation. Uh, just because our president wasn't a Christian doesn't mean that we're not a Christian. And I know before everybody gets mad at me, he's claimed to be a Christian, but he also claimed that the Muslim call to prayer was the most beautiful thing he'd ever heard. So how can you be a Christian and say that's the most beautiful thing you've ever heard? Odd. Very odd. Very odd. I've been in Israel, and so have you, when they do that. Not beautiful at all, actually. No, it's almost Usually frightening. quite frightening and annoying. Yeah, yeah, especially when it happens in the middle of the night. Yes. You can hear it from your hotel room. So anyway, just they always bring race into it, so keep that in mind. I mean, we're just seeing more of the same, and the media is behind this because, folks, the media is controlled by the globalists. Do you understand that? I mean, there's been video that has shown that all the media corporations are giving you the same spiel where they put the comparative pictures of each newscast up and they're all saying the same thing, everybody. It's like a brainwashing of the human race. They're controlled by the elites of the world. That's who pays them. George Soros is one of them. When you mention them, we've seen video where uh, they've taken people down because they start talking about Soros and they cut their mic and, and get them off the show automatically. You know, it won't because, happen here. No, it's not going to happen here. Now, Doug, is Trump a holy man? Like, would you consider him to be this religious leader that we should tell our children to look up to on spiritual matters? Absolutely not, Vince. I mean, he's not, he is not my preacher. He's not my pastor for sure. And but you said things that he says are biblical. Right. So when he talks about things like taking us out of world government, uh, when, he, when he talks about there needs some peace in Israel, these are things that God says are going to happen. And so uh, I think that a lot of people understand that. A lot of people see that. And there's a lot of patriotism in this country. People are still proud to be American citizens. I mean, this is... To me, I know we've had a conversation before. You might feel a little different than I do, but I was brought up at a different time. And uh, about I, what? Hurry, Doug, because you're making me look like a no. I'm just saying, as deplorable. far as how proud I am of this country, I'm proud <clears throat> to be an American. I know you are too, because I've seen you sing the song. Mm, so, <laughs> you know, um, I think you and Graham Allen sing that song together at Trump's house one time. So karaoke night. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, just moving on quickly here, we need to probably go to the next video before I get in trouble. But they talk about that word that I have so much trouble saying. Uh, uh, I'll let you say Authoritarianism. It. Yeah. Yeah. And they talk about that. But, you know, when you point a finger at somebody, three more are pointing back at you. So but if we're going to go to that clip, we better hurry. There's let's do it. Okay. 
big picture takeaway from that, and I don't mean to be, again, too dark, as you said, on this, but it is not... If we are worried about the rise of authoritarianism in this country, we are worried about potential rise of fascism in this country. If we're worried about our democracy falling to an authoritarian and potentially fascist form of government, the leader who is trying to do that is part of that equation. Mm -hmm. But people wanting that Correct. is a yeah. much mm -hmm. bigger part mm -hmm. of that That's equation. Right. And the American electorate is made up of two major parties. One of those parties has been flirting with extremism on the ultra-right for a very long time. They've brought them in in a way that they haven't been central to Republican electoral politics ever before, and I know because I've been studying this, but once you have radicalized one major party so that those are the preferences of the people who adhere to your party, the leader's interchangeable. And yes, Trumpism is sometimes what we call it. Mm -hmm. MAGA movement is probably a better way to do it, but there is an authoritarian mm -hmm. movement inside yes. Republican politics that isn't being bamboozled by Trump. Mm -hmm. They are pushing Trump That's to right. get more and more right. extreme because the more extreme things he says, the more they, the like more they adhere and to him. That, yeah. and, and that is coming from a very large proportion of the American right that adheres to the Republican Party. And that's why this is a Republican Party problem more than it is the problem mm -hmm. of one man. Okay, so Vince, you know Jesus told us in Matthew 24 that we'd be hated because of his name. And that Christianity would actually, true Christianity, would become like outlawed. Are we beginning to see part of that as they give these scenarios of, of us saying that white Christians are authoritarians? And I mean, that's what she's saying. She said it's not just a Trump thing. It could be any leader. It's this movement behind Trump. It's this MAGA movement. And we've heard, um, you know. Well, and to be, be clear there that we know that not all MAGA people are Christians. You're yeah, not absolutely. proclaiming that that's. Right, uh, saying the same thing. Yeah, just want to make sure because we've got people in the chat. We've got Muslims in the chat. They didn't like our call to prayer comment commentary, and we've got people that uh, don't agree with us on our take on uh, Trump and yeah. uh, being opposed to the world government system. Apparently, I don't know what all they don't agree with us on exactly. But what do we say to those people that are watching that don't like what we're talking about right now? And we, probably ever for, you know, we yeah, know that. We, we still love you and we want you to know Jesus. That's the bottom line of this program. But where we're going with this program today is we're trying to show you how this is a push to manipulate our country. Uh, and and it is, it's working with a lot of people. But there, there's another side to it where a lot of people are waking up. I think that's one reason why Trump won Iowa the way he did. It's, you're going to tell me that all those people that voted for Trump were just Christians? That's not true. It's just like we talked about with the MAGA movement. Not all people that are, uh, you know, I'm, I don't even really claim to, to be part of any movement. I just love America, and I believe we need to make America great again. I believe that that's not a bad thing yeah. to want to make your country great again. Uh, but they make it out to be demonic, and they make it out to for, that we're the bad guys. Well, it's because nationalism is evil. You're not yeah, supposed to be exactly. nation over that's, the rest of the world. That's right. And, and of we'll course, we're kingdom first. That's right. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That's where we start. And of course, we want America to be great. Yeah. We want every country to be great. But we're going to have to talk more about that on the other side of the yes, break. Yes, we are. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> it's going to get quite interesting before the show ends. So we'll be right back uh, with more. They that understand what is taking place will instruct many. Except a man is born again, he can enter or see the kingdom of God. 
I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself. You are essential. You still matter. This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is. That's where our reward is. End time is not going anywhere. Welcome back to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. Don't forget Dave and Jana Robbins will be in Winsboro, Louisiana this weekend. Uh, Sunday, actually. One day only, but two events. Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. Sure I got that right? Yes. And Sunday night at 6 p.m. Dave will be talking about the Green Horse and World War III. Definitely a lesson that uh, will resonate, with, especially with what's going on in Israel. Of course, Pakistan just got involved. They bombed Iran today, I believe it was, or late last night. I don't know the exact timing, but um, here just recently and things are heating up on all sides in Iran now, just like they have with Israel since October. So uh, the Middle East region, or we could say the Euphrates River region, yeah. is certainly um, a war zone right now that could easily lead to this uh, World War III could easily lead to what the Bible described that we call the Sixth Trumpet War, mm -hmm. uh, the Sixth Trumpet Revelation. So uh, we will be looking at that, watching. Of course, Dave's going to give that lesson this weekend on Sunday in Winsboro, Louisiana. Definitely one that you need to be a part of if you're in the area. And of course, 6 p.m. I'll be talking about breaking prophecy news. So go to endtime.com slash events to learn more about the venue, get directions, specific details. It's free, no registration required. First come, first serve on the seating, or you can call us at 800 end time. We'll be happy to help you out um, over the phone. All right, Doug, we're talking about what if Trump wins. Again, I'll remind everybody, we need your help. Share the video. If you've already shared it once, share it again. It helps us out. Yeah. Comment, let us know what you're thinking. And of course, give us the red heart instead of the blue thumbs up. That goes a long way. There you go. So what if Trump wins? We've talked about J6. We've talked about Donald Trump winning in Iowa. Mm -hmm. And now where do we go from here? Okay, now we're going to look at a couple of different videos from Yaval Noah Harari. And if you don't know who he is, he is Klaus Schwab's right-hand man with the WEF. He's, he's given the first video he said before. We're going to watch that here in a second. But just listen to what he says about humans because this gives you an idea of how they feel about us, okay? And uh, this is just to introduce him back to you so you know who he is. The second video of him, we'll, we'll come and talk about that before we show that video. So let's go to this one and see what he thinks about humans. In the book, if I understand it correctly, you argue that actually the amazing breakthrough that uh, we are experiencing right now, not only will potentially make our life better, but uh, they will create, and I quote you, new classes and new class struggles, just as the Industrial Revolution did. Can you elaborate for us? 
Yes, in the Industrial Revolution, we saw the uh, creation of a new class of the urban proletariat. And much of the political and social history of the last 200 years involved what to do with this class and the new problems and opportunities. Now, we see the creation of a new massive class of useless people. As computers become better and better in more and more fields, there is a distinct possibility that computers will outperform us in most tasks and will make humans redundant. And then the big political and economic question of the 21st century will be, what do we need humans for? Or at least, what do we need so many humans for? Do you have an answer in the book? Um, at present, the best guess we have is uh, keep them happy with drugs and computer games. So now we're considered to the WEF and the elite to be worthless humans, especially as we see AI advance. They have 15-minute cities they're trying to set up all over the world to keep you in your little cubicle, your little hole, where you'll be locked in. You can only go 15 minutes away, and you'll have to walk everywhere. But they want to keep you happy with drugs and video games. And that's if they're not trying He's to kill you with something else. Like, you know, there's all kinds of ways they want to kill us. I won't go into <laughs> He's one, of the, he's one of the primary World Economic Forum people here. Yeah. This is where many world leaders are. Mm -hmm. And they're all meeting and talking about how the policies of the world should be determined and what direction the world should go in right now. Right. And he's one of the main guys speaking to them. He's also um, Barack Hussein Obama's favorite uh, author, and he looks up to this guy. So gives you kind of an idea of how... So see, Barack you're just showing Obama that you're a Democrat hater and yeah, that you're just telling you Obama that hater, Doug. He said it straight from his own mouth, <laughs> and we've seen interviews with him where he highly speaks of Harari. Uh, indeed. Uh, 100% uh, true, regardless of what the haters say. Yeah, and regardless of who's saying it, if, if he's one of your favorite authors, you're buying into what he's selling. That means so, you're reading it and you're consuming it, and you're going, yeah, this sounds like a good idea. And, of course, Obama's right. been to all those events and participated in all that, just like Biden, yeah. just like they've boasted that the whole... Or more, I can't remember the exact number. Maybe you'll help me with this. Uh, the cabinet in Canada, did they say more than half, or did they not give that specific number? He, I think he said one-third of the Canadian cabinet were his. They belonged to him. World Economic Forum. Yeah. Um, young global leaders. Yes, young yeah. global leaders. Yeah, he's so. infiltrated many governments, he says. So when Harari was asked what might happen if Trump won the election in the United States. So here we go. What if Trump wins? Yeah. According so to the World Economic Forum, we're about yeah. to hear what they have to say, right? Yep. This Ready? is what he said. Are you concerned that Trump might be elected again? I, I think it's very likely. Mm. And if it happens, it is likely to be the kind of like the, the death blow to what remains of the global order. And he says it, and he says it openly. Now, again, it should be clear that many of these politicians, they present a false dichotomy, a false binary vision of the world, as if you have to choose between patriotism and globalism, between being loyal to your nation and being loyal to some kind of, I don't know, global government or whatever. So did you hear Death what he blow. said? Yeah. Trump being elected be a death blow, blow to the uh, global order, the global governance. So he said that. And then he said that 
political leaders sometimes say that you uh, can't be both patriotic to your country and then uh, be patriotic to a global uh, government, right? Well, the, the Bible speaks specifically about that, Vince. You're not going to be able to do it. I mean, why would the devil tell you exactly what his plans are? If you go back all the way to Genesis and you look at what the devil did to Adam and Eve, he manipulated them by using a little bit of truth, but it was a lie. So that's the same thing they're doing. You think they're going to tell you that you won't have to give complete allegiance to the global government? That's what they want. That's why they're scared of Trump, because they know if Trump is elected, they won't be able to control people in the United States, especially. And remember, we've said before on this show, the way the United States goes, the rest of the world is going to follow. We're the one thing standing in their way, folks. And that's what we need to wake up to. And he said it out of his own mouth. But Revelation 13, 15, Vince, will you read that for us? Because this is exactly what he was talking about. 13, 15? Yeah, and through 17. I'm sorry, 15 through 17. Here we go. Yeah. And he had power to give life into the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast and the number of his name. Now, Vince, this is... This is what the devil wants. This is his government that he's trying to set up in Revelation 13. It's a master plan of the dragon, right? We have a, a DVD called The Master Plan of the Dragon. Uh, Dave wrote or did a, a brand new uh, DVD, I'm sorry, he uh, that came out about the uh, socialistic uh, world. The Antichrist of, Socialistic Kingdom. There you go. Available for streaming on End Time Plus right now. And it, that's exactly what it's talking about. That's very good, man. You need to be in advertising, I'm telling you. That's very good. So um, that's exactly what they want. It says that if you do not worship the beast, you will be killed. That's where we're headed. But a presidency like Trump, a, the patriots getting behind Trump, we standing strong as a nation, that gets in the way of the one world government, folks. And that's what this is all about. The next story. Well, Doug, first, I want to say that I think Harari is wrong. Okay. If Trump wins, I don't think that's a death blow to global order. Not according to the Bible. So we see that in Scripture. But what do we see? We, we, it would imply from what we understand Scripture to say that it would be a death blow to global or It could be a death blow, I should say, to global order in the United States. Yeah. We don't know if we're there yet. It sure looks like we're that close. Mm -hmm. um, we don't know if Trump will be in power when all this happens, but we're so close. It's like, how could it not be that? But nonetheless, right. the United States, we don't believe is going to be part of that world government system. Yeah. So it very well could be that death blow from what we see in Scripture. Right. And what we know about Scripture is Revelation 13, 1 and 2. The eagle's wings are not present in that one world beast that Daniel talks about. He, Daniel describes them as, as four individual beasts. But that lion has eagle's wings that are plucked out and it's made to stand on feet of, of a man, as of a man. And that eagle's wings, we believe, is Daniel seeing the United States being born, breaking away from Great Britain and becoming its own independent nation. So in Revelation, and I can't touch on all of it today because we don't have time, but in Revelation, John sees a combo beast. He sees all those beasts come together except for the wings of the eagle that's not present. 
will wear the wings of the eagle. In Revelation 12, 14, we see that the wings are helping Israel. They're helping to protect Israel during the time of the Great Tribulation. So we're not in that time yet. And the eagle, it appears, is going to be helping Israel at that time. The only way we can do that is to not be in one world government and to not be attached to the mark of the beast that we just read about either. Because then they'd be able to put uh, sanctions on us. So these next two stories are huge. And that's what I wanted to bring everything to a head and help you see January 6th, folks, was just a way to try to keep Trump from becoming president again and his ideals and the ideals that we should be patriotic about our country and make our country great again. So well, it's not because it's Donald Trump either. It's because what Donald Trump stands for is right. anti-globalism, yep. which they want to impose around the world. Yeah. If it were anyone else that had the popularity and the authority that he does, mm -hmm. that's who we'd be talking about today. Right. If it, it were Nikki Haley, that's who we'd be talking about today. Exactly. It, it, which is exactly what the lady, I can't remember her name now, uh, Maddow or whatever her name is, she was talking about that. It's not about the leader. It's more about the movement behind mm -hmm. the leader. So now they're trying to take the focus even off of Trump completely and say it's these MAGA supporters. It's the people that support Trump that we're worried about. So... Okay, say, have two said stories. All that. You keep saying, let's get yeah, to Yeah, let's it. get to them. We're, we're running, running out, out of time. time. Let's do it. Uh, so, this next one comes from, um, it's, this is yahoo.com, but the, the uh, vice president of BlackRock, Vince, he says this is the vice chairman. He said that a re election of the former U.S. president would challenge Europe fundamentally. And that's a huge statement to make because we know Europe is very much involved in the one world government, mm -hmm. not just because of the 10 kings that we see in Daniel 7, that that beast has 10 crowns on its horns, but also because the leopard is the body of that movement. So we're, we're watching that happen. He made the statement about that because he was responding to comments from, um, I don't even know how you say that, from Christine, how would you Lagardi. say that? Like Lagardi? the head of the European Central Bank, okay? European Central Bank, folks, think about it. The people that control the money control the government. And it says, who said, Mr. Trump posed a clear threat to Europe. All right, now we gotta go to the next story real quick. Let's We're less than it. 60 seconds away. Go. What did Trump say? Just now, he made a promise last night. Tonight, I'm also making another promise to protect Americans from government tyranny. Uh, he said it in New Hampshire, as your president, I will never allow the creation of a central bank digital currency. He said that last night. Yeah, and that's what scares them to death because they're looking at that as a way to control us. And that could very well become the mark of the beast once the Antichrist is on the scene. Digital currency would be a way to track everything we do and to, to really put us in change. So what if Trump wins? Well, if he wins, it's clear the United States is not gonna be part of this globalist system. And that could be like, oh my word, we're in the end time. If there was potential of a red heifer to purify the temple, oh, there is. If there was a war happening, oh, well, we could be near in that war, Doug. There's so many events happening. It's time for everybody to be ready right now. Regardless of when you think the timing of the rapture is, you need to be ready. Make sure you are part of that real great reset that's coming when Jesus establishes his kingdom here on earth. Go to endtime.com slash reborn to know what it means to be born again, just like the disciples were. We'll be right back here tomorrow with Open Line Friday. See you there.